Good evening. It's good to see you. Huh? Yeah, she knows what I'm saying. She knows who I'm talking to. All right. That's my name and sign, okay? Is that my name and sign? Yeah, she knows. Okay. Hey, we've been talking about hashtag left out. Anybody ever felt left out? Oh, so you've done a great job. Nobody's feeling left out. You've done a great job, so I'll just go sit down. Have you ever felt left out? Yeah. Have you felt left out today? Yeah, I kind of felt left out today a little bit. Been kind of an off-balance day, but it's a good day. So I want to share with you tonight, just continuing along that line, looking at something personal, looking at something daily in our lives, and us just taking a moment, just the next few moments, just take aside everything that's gone on throughout the week, everything that everybody has said, good, bad, and ugly to you, and let's just focus on what's the Holy Spirit want to say to us? What's He want to say to you personally tonight? How does He want to stretch you tonight? How does He want to increase you tonight? But just how does He want to minister to you, okay? So let's just think about that for a moment. Father, we thank You for a good night. Thank You for Your Word, God, that is going to penetrate our hearts, that's going to change our hearts, it's going to lead us and direct us from this moment forward. In Jesus' name, Amen. So I want to look at continuing along with the hashtag left out, but looking at it in a sense of just talking about uh, our daily devotion, or our daily devotional. Not leaving out that in our lives. Not leaving out a time of just daily. And I'm not talking about just sitting down and just being quiet, although that's part of it. But I'm not talking about that. But I'm truly talking about a daily devotion of time in God's Word. Time in His Word. Just spending just a a short period of time each day just reading His Word, listening to His Word, and not leaving that out in our personal lives. Not leaving out daily time in God's Word. We set aside time every day for all kinds of things. We set aside a time in the mornings. We get up early. We'll get up a little bit earlier so that we can make sure that the coffee is ready for the spouse to get up when they get up, right? Am I the only one that does that? I mean, am I the only one that has that done for me? No, I'm kidding. Am I the only, is that only happening? Sometimes I set my alarm a little bit early just so I can get up, have the coffee ready for Londi when she gets up. (laughs) Okay. Okay, it's just coffee, people. Come on. All right? But it's just setting aside, I don't want us to leave out a personal time with the Lord. It's a reminder to us, if we'll learn to set aside a daily time, it's a reminder to us that it's relationship with Jesus. It's a personal relationship with Jesus. I have a personal relationship with Him. You have a personal relationship with Jesus. It's just between you and Him. It's just between you and Him. And so we need to have very important time. I don't talk about certain things around my adult children. Me and my wife don't talk about certain things around our adult children Because we have a personal, intimate relationship. There's some things that just her and I know about each other. I don't share those with my children. I'm not going to share them tonight with you. Because why? Because it's very personal. That stage is right there, guys. Okay? It's good to have shoes that are worn, that you've worn a lot, because you can feel the edge of that stage real well. Quit looking at my shoes. Up here, up here. Focus. Focus. But it's personal. 
Same way with our relationship with God. We don't want to leave out a time where we're allowing God's Word to speak to us. Now, I may say some, some things tonight. Hopefully, I can qualify everything that I'm going to say. But I may use some, some words that may not be the correct word to say. It's just the word that I used. I didn't do well in English. Okay? I don't know my nouns for my pronouns, a conjunction, function, get out of my unction, or whatever all that used to say. Okay, I didn't learn all that stuff. I went to school. I graduated high school. I've graduated college twice. Thank you, Jesus. But those things just didn't work for me, okay? So if some things I say tonight just don't work real well, just love me and let me have fun while I talk the way I like to talk, okay? Thank you. God's Word is a tool. Okay, God's Word is a tool. Now, that may be offensive to some people when you say it's a tool, but God's Word is a tool. It's a tool for us to know Jesus. God's Word's going to talk to us about Jesus, so it's a tool. If you have a hammer and you need to put it into a socket to take something off that I don't have a clue what I'm talking about, and you take it off, you don't use the hammer to take that little wall plate off. Any electricians in here? Okay, no, you use a screwdriver. So the hammer is not the right tool, but the right tool for us to know about Jesus is His Word. Okay, so God's Word is a tool for us to know about Jesus. Here's one that may trick us a little bit for us to know about ourselves. God's Word is going to teach us about who we are. I learned this last week, and man, I've been saying it every day. It's arrogant if you don't understand where it comes from, but one of my peeps is here. She'll understand it. I please God. Go ahead. Thank you. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But I please God. Now that sounds arrogant, but where did I learn that about myself? From God's Word. So we learn it's a tool that we, we know Jesus, we know ourselves, and then here's the last thought is that is we know His promises to us. See, when I say I please God... God does a happy dance because he's happy to say, finally he got it. I mean, look at me. I don't have any hair. There's nothing to block what, how God wants to speak to me. There's nothing in the way. Some of you got so much hair that you look beautiful tonight. So God's Word is a tool to know Jesus, to know ourselves, and to know His promises to us. So let's think about God's Word for a moment. We'll transition and get a little serious here. We'll look at some practical things tonight. Psalm 138, verse 2, New King James Version, says it this way. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. I want us to focus in on that last sentence there. For you have magnified your word above all your name. We're going to talk just a little bit about God's Word, talking about that daily devotion of that time in God's Word, of soaking in on what God is saying to us, finding out what is God saying to you personally? What does He want to teach you today? Because God wants to teach you something every day. He wants you to learn every day. He wants you to stay on this path of just partaking of His Word, but He wants to teach us something every day. If you're a little old school, maybe like me, and I'll tell you why I have a purpose of I still carry a Bible. It's not real worn because I haven't had it very long. But if you'll turn with me, if you have a Bible or one of those ooh electronic devices. Dude, i got to stay back. 
I'm going to be in Bryant's lap here in a minute. I'm going to stay right here because I like to win off that time. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. They'll have it on the screens. English Standard Version. Again, just setting a foundation about God's Word here, okay? God's Word has been exalted above His name or magnified above His name. But Hebrews 4.12 says it this way, For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Look at the very first part of this scripture. For the Word of God is living and active. The Word of God is living and active. It's alive, and it wants to bring life to us. If we never open it, if we never open our electronic device with your little passcode, and you go to Version Gateway, olive tree, blue letter Bible, whatever you use, it doesn't matter. If you never open it, you're never going to learn about Jesus. You're never going to learn about yourself, and you're never going to know the promises of God. You say, but wait a minute, Pastor, I go to church here. I'm here every Sunday. I'm every Wednesday. How many days in a week are there? How many days do you go to church? Is that the only time that you open your device? Is that the only time that you maybe open the Word of God? Is that maybe the only time that you are, uh uh-oh, everybody got shoes on, right? Is that the only time that you're spiritual? Is only on those two days? See, a relationship with Jesus is personal and it's every day. And the Word of God says it's, it's living and it's active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. John chapter 15. Again, just setting a foundation about the Word of God and the importance of the Word of God. John chapter 15. Look at verse 4 and verse 5. This is Jesus speaking. It's in the red. Okay? Abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in a vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. It's talking about relationship. It's talking about being connected. Abide in me, and I in you. Verse 5, I am the vine, Jesus says. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And I understand, and hopefully we're, we're spiritual enough to know that Jesus is the living Word. Okay, there's a couple in here that understand that. Jesus is the living Word, but He's also the written Word. It's the written Word to us. So if we're going to have relationship, and we're going to stay connected, and we're going to grow, then we not only have to stay connected to the living Word, who is Jesus, we have to stay connected to the written Word. We have to put ourselves into this Word. And what's this saying to me? What is, how does this affect me? So we've set a foundation that the Word of God is important. Would you agree with me tonight? You agree that the Word of God is important? You agree that it's a tool? You can, this is an interaction. You can talk, okay? If you've had a long day, just the peace of God is, is here. It's already moved through. But if you've had a long day, you can interact with me. But So we know the Word of God is a tool. It wasn't that long ago that I said that. Okay? We know the Word of God is a tool. And it's there for us to know who? Jesus. And it's there for us to know about who? Ourselves. And it's there to teach us about the promises of God. What the promises say to us. Okay. So let's go on a journey. You got walking shoes on? Everybody stand up. No, I'm just kidding. No, but we're going to go on a journey for a moment. And the journey is my journey, okay? I'll tell you a little bit about my journey just as quick as I can tell it. I was lost, but I was found. That's not the full journey, but it's the truth. I was lost, 
January 1988, my life completely turned around. From the time of being about uh, 12, 13, 14 years old, I drank just about every day. Uh, I had a man introduce me to quart-sized beer bottles called Coors. I just came back from Colorado, and I saw those Coors signs, and it brought back so many of those stupid memories of buying Coors when I shouldn't have been buying it and drinking it when I shouldn't have been drinking it. But I had a man introduce me to Coors at a young age, and I enjoyed the taste of it, and I acquired a taste for it, and I began to drink. As I got older, I began to drink every day of my life. I had the opportunity where I worked in, in, I lived in Oklahoma, I worked in Texas, I could drive across the river, and at that time, uh, they were selling uh, the higher quality beer on our side of the river that was coming from Texas. I never understood all that, but anyway, they did. And so I could acquire beer from the time I could get off work at 7 in the morning, or whatever time it was, I could buy me a 12-pack of beer, and I could drive to my house in Hugo and have most of that 12-pack drank before I could get to my house. And it's only 18 miles, 20 miles, 12 miles. It's not that far. Is it 12 miles from the river to, to Hugo? So I, it was, I guzzled it. Okay, let's just put it that way. And I enjoyed it, but it did not alter me. I had been drinking so much that it did not alter me. So this is January 1988. So right before January of 1988 is December the 31st of 1987. Okay, that's New Year's Eve. Anybody ever had plans for New Year's Eve? I had plans for New Year's Eve. I had everything planned. I had it all in the refrigerator and in the cabinet. It was cold. It was looking good. I was ready for it. But God had a different plan for me at that night. This is the only time that I ever had a drug problem was on that night. 1987, I had one night of a drug problem. My wife drugged me to church. <laughs> True story. She drugged me to church. Only time I ever had a drug problem. But my life was forever changed that night. That night I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I received Him as my Lord and Savior. My life was forever changed. Somewhere between uh, 87 and 88, I mean it's just a 24 hours there. Somewhere in between there, I went home poured out all the alcoholic beverages that I had, disposed of all of it, never had a desire for it except for about five months later. I enjoyed fishing. I thought I'd go fishing. So I went fishing. I, I like to drink when I fish, so I bought me a six-pack of beer. Didn't think it would send me to hell. But you know what, man? It made me feel like hell from here up. I drank one beer. I puked my guts up. I puked my toenails up. It made me so sick. One beer. Didn't catch any fish. My point is, the journey is, when I became born again, I, I sold out to Jesus. I surrendered everything that I had to Jesus. I had a little daughter at that time. Have a, I had a wife. I think she was pregnant at that time. I don't remember. Was, was number two born at that time? I don't think so. I can't remember. Was he born? I'm looking at you waiting to figure out how old our son is. Uh, I don't think he was born. It doesn't really matter. Say it doesn't really matter. It really doesn't. My point is, I was not living a good lifestyle. I was angry. I was a drunk. I was bitter. I did not like people. I didn't like being around people. I only enjoyed my wife at certain times. Okay? Relationship. Other times, I didn't want to be around her. She didn't want to be around me. We fought like cats and dogs. 
We were verbally abusive to one another. But when Jesus came into my heart, I was more verbally abusive to her than she was to me. When Jesus came into my heart, when I received Him, there was a change. There was a total change. Somewhere about a month after I became uh, right with the Lord, I began reading the Bible. And because I didn't know any better, I, it, it was just, I didn't know. And please don't take this wrong. If this is the kind of Bible you read, it's okay. This is my story. This is me. I picked up a King James Bible, started reading that Bible, and I was more confused when I got through reading it than I was when I started because I didn't understand it. Under, I mean, I was brand new serving God. I didn't know anything. You asked me what John 3.16 said, I would fumble it all up. I'll probably fumble it up tonight because I'm a little nervous. But I would fumble it all up. You talk about the Lord is our shepherd out of Psalm 23. Man, I couldn't even say those things. I did not know that stuff. I had no relationship. I began reading the Word of God, didn't understand it. Had a good brother-in-law finally said, Here, buy you a new King James Version Bible so you'll understand. I'm tired of you griping. So I bought one, started reading it, still didn't understand it. Didn't have this, it, it just didn't click up here. I've never been a good reader. I've always read slow. It took me time to read it. But I just, I just stayed in it. There was something, some type of tenacity within me just said, stay in it. Stay in the Word. Stay in this. Just read it. Just get. And so I would just read it where I, would, I isolated. Now, this is not a good thing. I isolated myself at work. I worked uh, at Campbell Soup. I worked some shift work. So I isolated myself. I'd go eat lunch. I'd run back to the lo- locker room. And I'd just sit in there and just read the Word. Just spending time in the Word. On my breaks, I would run somewhere where it was quiet and alone. Sometimes, no, I can't tell that. Sometimes I'd just sit on the throne and just read. Because it was quiet. Nobody was going to bother me. But I'd just sit there and I would read and I'd read. And I'd just, I would get it all within me. And it just, one thing changed after another. I started understanding. I remember when we were, there were some things going on, and, and uh, I didn't know what the baptism of the Holy Spirit was. Uh, we were in a, a worship service. There was a uh, thing going on in my living room floor, spinning around and around, and she wasn't moving her feet as she was spinning. Uh, some type of influence called demonic was making this woman spin around and around. And I didn't know what was going on. I looked at my brother-in-law and he said, just pray in the Spirit. And I said, pray in the what? Because I didn't know. I had read this stuff, but I didn't know. And so he said, I'll explain later. I said, so what do I do? He said, just sing. I didn't know what was going on. This is my house and this woman's spinning around. And it's just, okay, that's beside the point again tonight. But as I began just to seek out the Lord and He began to talk to me about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and that I needed that power. I needed something on the inside of me working on my behalf. And as I just began to seek the Lord about that and receive that baptism of the Holy Spirit, something clicked in that moment of my reading, of my understanding of God's Word. And it it clicked so much that I just grew so hungry for it. I just grew so hungry for the Word of God. I wanted to read it every day. You'd just find me reading it. At times, I still didn't understand it. I didn't know nothing about the Old Testament. I was like, man, God is just kicking everybody's butt, and I'm enjoying these guys getting their butt kicked. This is fun. (laughs) I didn't know what was going on in a lot of that stuff. But as I continued, it was just something. It was just Jesus within me continually just leading me. Just stay in there. Just stay in the Word. Just stay in the Word. Stay in the Word. So I did that. I've constantly been a man of just reading the Word of God. I love the Word of God. I've read it from front to back who knows how many times. 
I, it, it's funny, you ask me where something is, and I can tell you it's somewhere between Genesis and Revelation. I didn't read chapter and verse. I just read the Word. I was just so hungry for it. So that brings us up to about 2017, 2018. And still just hungry for God's Word, wanting to, God to deposit some things in me. And I really don't know if it was 2017, 2018. Uh, I know it was one of those two times. Somebody walks up and hands me a book. And this book says on the front, and if you've read the book, that's cool. If you haven't, that's even cool too. But the name of the book was called Divine Mentor. And I, I took this book and I read it. I started reading it and started getting some great truths out of it because the guy that wrote it was a pastor in Hawaii and he was alone in Hawaii. He didn't have anybody to mentor him and he so desired to be mentored because he was a young pastor. He didn't know stuff. He didn't know anything about how to run a church, how to operate in a church. He didn't know any of that stuff. And God spoke to him one day. He said, what's in your, this is my paraphrase, what's in your hand? And he had his Bible. He said, you've got every mentor that you ever need is right there. He said, all the Old Testament guys, all the New Testament things that's going on, every one of them, I'm going to teach you by you reading the Word of God. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to mentor you by reading the Word of God. And that just, you ever had those light bulb moments? That's what I had. It was a light bulb moment for me. And so I continued reading the book, and then, so the book comes up to a, a part, and this is where I really want to get to, is, and it's just a very practical thing. The, the book gets to a part to where God began to show this guy uh, daily about devotion. And it gets to a point to where it, he says, there's a, there's a method, and it's called SOAP. SOAP, S-O-A-P, SOAP. And it's talking about daily devotion, daily journey, journaling, journal, not a journey, Remember, you're having to deal with my Oklahoma lingo here. Oh, y'all from Oklahoma too, so you, you understand it just fine. <laughs> you ever try to talk to somebody completely around the world and you say the word oil and they don't have a clue what you're talking about? Did anybody in here know what I'm talking about, oil? Yeah. What am I talking about? Oil. Somebody said it right over here. Oil. We're having a conversation. He has no clue what I'm saying. I said, oh, oil. He said, oh, Yeah. He understood. So bear with my southern accent with me. Where was I at? So, so daily devotional and journaling, soap. So we're going to talk about soap tonight. Some of you may need a little soap, okay? And I don't mean in a, in a physical sense. You, you thought I was talking about physical. Some of you may need some soap tonight. I hope that you... Expand your thinking tonight and allow God to give you revelation. So he was talking about this daily devotion, this journaling of soap. Uh, and soap is, and the journaling and devotion is just for our daily development, our daily growth, our spiritual growth, our spiritual development in our lives. But what happened is I began to read this and it just exploded within me. I've been doing this soap method. We're just going to call it a method. I've been doing this soap method since, I don't know if it's the end of uh, 2017 through 18, I don't know. But it has totally changed my whole outlook of how I look at God's Word. It's causing me to grow so hungry for His Word. It's causing me to see things that I've never seen before in the Word of God. I was, I was talking to the Lord the other day, and I was just, we were just having a conversation about His love. And I just said, God, I just, I just love you so much. I just, I'm so thankful. I just appreciate your, your love and your grace. I just, I just appreciate you just loving me, everything that you've done for me. And I heard the Lord say, Revelation. 
And I thought he meant the book of Revelation. So I started thinking about, God, I'm not going to the book of Revelation. I'm not going to read the book of Revelation. I've read it through soap. It's, I, no, I'm not going there today. And no, he said, no, revelation of my love. And I just had to sit for a moment because that's what I've been getting. From Genesis to Revelation, hear me for a moment. This is very practical, saints, but it's very, it's very powerful in our lives. From Genesis to Revelation, we see Jesus. From the very beginning to the very end, we see Jesus. And I kid you not, I've been born again since 1988. I did not see Jesus that much in the Old Testament. I didn't have an understanding of that. But when I started this soap, this practical method of just breaking it down, I started seeing Jesus in the Old Testament. I started seeing some things that I've never seen. We heard a message last week of, that Bob Yandian shared talking about Jesus. That Man, it just blew my shoes off of the things that he saw. And that was part of that time when Jesus started sharing some things with me about revelation of his love. Revelation of the love of Christ in our lives. And it's like, well, God, I don't understand. What is the deal? He said, you're, you're, you're using a method that I want you to use that's going to change your life. So let's talk about the soap method for a moment. And the only reason I talk about the daily devotion and the daily journey is for the purpose of spiritual development and spiritual growth. Spiritual development and spiritual growth. Anybody in here have a job? Anybody in here have a job that uh, maybe you started here, but in order for you to get to here, you had to have some training? Okay? You had to learn some things. You had to develop some things. Okay? Same way it is with our walk with God. We've got to be continually being developed. If we get to a point to where we say, hey, I know that. You might want to kind of look around, make sure that lightning don't fall or, you know, somebody don't drop a cinder block on your head or, you know, shoot you in the back with a shotgun or something like that. If, you ever, if we ever get to a point to where we say, hey, I've, I've heard that because I've been there. I've heard that. Oh, I know that. I know that. Oh, I've heard that before. Oh, yeah, I've, I've done that before. Oh, yeah, I've laid hands on the sick and watched them recover. Oh, yeah. We've all probably been there at times. But when we sit down and just truly are receiving revelation from God every day from His Word, it'll change our whole, it'll change our whole outlook. It'll change, a, it'll change a heart. It'll cause you to grow so hungry. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself a little bit. I apologize for that. But I look forward to God's Word every day. I'm on a daily reading plan. And man, I look forward to that daily reading plan every day. I wake up in the morning. I'm not the happiest person in the morning, okay? My wife said, okay, yeah, amen. I don't, I don't jump out of bed unless I got to pee real bad, okay? I just, that was probably too transparent. I'm just thinking about that for a moment, okay? <laughs> but what I do, I really, truly enjoy, I really look forward to God's Word because He's revealing so much to me because I'm on purpose. And I'm on a, I'm a, I'm a, a line upon a, lead, a line. So let's look into this method. I told you this was going to be very practical. Sorry, it's not a, you know, a, a, a uh, yeah. Looking into, so let's look into the method. He's going to put it up here for us. The SOAP, S-O-A-P, S-O-A-P. So it talks about this right here. It's very practical. Scripture, 
You got them. Scripture, observation, application, and prayer. Leave those up there for a moment, please. Soap method. Remember, we're talking about a daily devotion. We're talking about daily journaling. We're talking about allowing God to speak to you on a personal level. I'm talking about putting aside everything else, putting aside all the worries, all your fears, all the things that's going on, and take just a moment and put a little soap in your life. Just take just a moment and just put a little soap in your life. Take just a little bit of time to let God speak to you. Because, guys, we've got enough junk going on in our lives. We've got enough hustle and bustle. Oh, even though we live in the southern part of Oklahoma, life is fast. Life is moving. Life, we, we think we've got to do this, we've got to do that, we've got to do all these different things. We've got to have all this stuff going on. But we really need to just sit and have a little soap in our lives. We need to just sit and just be honest with God and just have a little soap in our lives. So let's look at what soap means. Again, it's just a practical method. It's a daily method. Soap meaning scripture. As you read, let me, let me back up for just a moment. As, as we do this soap, I have a, uh, some of you men may think this is a little sissified Tweety Bird. And if you do, I've got a big friend that will help you out. Okay? I journal. I journal a lot. I write a lot. I don't have a diary. It's not pink. Hers is pink, and it's a journal. She has a pink journal. I bought it for her. But I journal. But I have a journal. It's called a life journal. And it comes from this method of this soap. And in this life journal, it has a daily scripture reading. And it's not just one scripture. It's generally about four to five chapters of the Bible. And it generally takes me about an hour to read and to do my journaling. To do everything that I want to do in, as, as God begins to speak to me. Sometimes it's shorter, sometimes it's longer. Sometimes I stop because I get a little aggravated because the Holy Spirit begins to speak some things to me that I'm just not quite ready to write those down yet. I'm just, can I just be honest with you? Because that's what brings growth in my life. That's what brings growth in every one of our lives. If we'll be honest, I've been honest with God. I'll tell you a story in a minute that really kicked my butt. But, man, I've said butt and pee a lot tonight. I apologize. <laughs> Sorry, I hadn't said other things yet, so I'm sure there's been other things said worse. How much time? I got nine minutes left. Good. I get through real quick. But journaling, you read this scripture, you read these passages, okay? Whatever it may be, this is what I do. This is mine. I start a life group with this. I've got several guys that we're doing a life group together. We meet every Monday morning at 6.45 in the morning. The Holy Spirit is up. He's moving. He's ministering to people's lives. But we meet every Monday morning at 6.45. And that's not a pitch for the life group. But that's when we meet. And we go through this soap, this soap journal. What's God saying to you? So this journal is you have a passage of scriptures that you read. You have chapters you read. You read Nehemiah chapter 3, chapter 4. You're reading Psalm 199, whatever it is. And then you're reading Luke 23. These are the things that you're reading for this day. You read them and you take one scripture that ministers to you out of that whole thing. One scripture, you write that scripture down. You take that same scripture and you look at it and you observe what's God saying to that. What's He saying to me personally? Not what He's saying to my wife. Not what he's saying to the, the rude neighbor that played loud music all night long that lives down the road from you. Not anybody else, but what's God saying to you in that scripture? 
What are you observing in that Scripture? Is it an Old Testament Scripture that's pointing you to Christ? Is it an Old Testament Scripture that is, is telling us about that the, the lineage of David, that Christ is going to come through him? Is it an Old Testament Scripture that's talking about the rebuilding of the wall and that, that Nehemiah just didn't get up one morning and, and was told about the wall and said, well, hey, the wall's being torn down. I think I'll just go help build the wall. No. You're learning that Nehemiah, this is not a sidetrack. This is still soap because it's part of our reading. God spoke to Nehemiah and there was brought to him that said, Hey, the walls are ruined. They're being burnt. They're being torn down. First thing Nehemiah does is he goes to God. You know what I got out of that? I need to go to God. If somebody's kicked my cat and my cat's whining, I need to, know, I need to go to God. If there's something going on in my life that's not right, I need to go to God. If something needs to be torn down in my life, and I know it needs to be torn down so that more of Christ can be built up, I need to go to God. It's an observation. It's a true observation. The, second, the third part of that is an application. How am I going to apply that scripture, that first scripture that I wrote, how am I going to apply that to my life? I'm not applying it to Pastor Zach's life. I'm not applying it to my spouse's life. I'm not applying it to a co-worker's life. I'm not applying it to my children's life. No, how do I apply this to my life? You know, there's a scripture somewhere between Genesis and Revelation, okay, that says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But it says it this way first, as for me. Me, it's personal. If I can't personally serve God, how am I going to lead her? I'm thankful for my wife. She's very easy to lead. She led many times with me. She led me first in my, in my walk with God because she understood the Scriptures and I didn't. There's many times I'd go to her, hey, what's this mean? What's this saying? I don't understand this. And she'd help me walk through this stuff. But it's changed. I'm leading her. That's the rightful place. As the husband, I'm to lead her. But he says, as for me and my house... We will serve the Lord. So it starts here. So the application is all about you. How does this apply to you? What, how does this apply to my life today? What's God saying to me today? Not tomorrow. Not last week. What's He saying today? How does this apply to me? What application? Oh, okay, well, I realize that, you know, I said some ugly stuff to somebody yesterday, so maybe I need to go repent to that person. You know, I called them a Whatever. Or I said this, or I've done that, or, or maybe I've just had this, even this, just this attitude in my heart. I haven't voiced anything. I've just had the wrong attitude in my heart. I, I need to deal with that. Maybe I haven't been exalting God as much as I need to be exalting Him. And so I, I need to do that. Why? Because I'm seeing this. This is application to me. So then I write my application out. You're writing all this stuff out. Then you get to the very last one, and it's a prayer. It's a prayer. I used to have trouble praying. I still do at times. I still have trouble sometimes praying. I used to have trouble praying publicly. I used to be very judgmental when I would see some ministers or pastors pray a prayer that they had written out. I thought, you religious old heifer, why did you write that thing out? You old goat, you wrote a prayer out. You can't hear from God spontaneous on the moment. Man. Oh, Lord, help me. Just, it just, it was just weird. I didn't understand that. 
But now I understand that. As I've sat down and I've, I've, I've written my soap, if I've written my scripture out, I've observed what that scripture is saying, I'm applying it, and now I'm praying. Many times in that prayer that I write out, it's just, help me, Jesus. I'm, being, I'm serious. Sometimes it's short. Sometimes it's long. Sometimes it's blank. I'm just being honest with you. Sometimes my prayer time is just blank. I'm just like, God, I'm not, I'm not sure that I'm ready to go there yet. I'm just, I, can I, I'm just being transparent with you tonight. Throw a tomato at me. I don't care. Throw $100 bills. Okay, I don't care. But I'm just being transparent with you tonight. There's sometimes in my, in my daily devotion, it's like, I'm just not ready to, I'm not ready, I'm not sure that I can voice what I'm feeling in my heart. So I leave it blank. But because I walk with God, because I please God, and because I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, the Holy Spirit always brings me back to that before I go to bed that night. And He always brings me back to where I can write it out. And again, it may just be, help me, Jesus. It may be something very simple. But I want to explain something to you, and I don't know that I'm transferring it well enough to you. This method has, has changed my life. This method has brought so much growth in my life. Yes, I do a life group. I do a life group with these men. And I would never uncover them by name or anything like that. And it doesn't matter who it is or what they do, how they're doing it. It doesn't matter. But just within a short period of time that we've been meeting in a life group, everyone in that life group has, has grown. Every one of us has grown because we've been, we've been putting this method right here. There's some in there that don't like to read. There's some that haven't read the Bible in maybe a month or two, maybe even longer than that. But I challenge them, give this, give this a little bit of time. Give this a little bit of time and allow this, allow God to work in your life. Find you a translation that works for you. Some will say, hey, I just don't like to read. Anybody in here dislike reading? Dislike. Be honest. Come on, be bold. Raise your hands up. You dislike reading? My hands are not up. I love to read. And that's not an arrogant statement. But you know what? We found out very easily in our technology age that you can have a device read to you. Right? We've got those in our life group that that device reads to us. And there's a stop button on there too. There's a reverse button on there too where you can go back. What did he say right there? You know, Charlton Heston's voice is pretty neat. You know? But sometimes you can't understand it. So you got to go back to it. you got to listen to it. But what it's doing is, it's, it, again, it's, it's reading it to you, and you're getting that application. Now, it's not going to write it down for you. All right? We had not figured that one out yet. All right? Well, copy and paste. Yeah, we just did. But it's reading it to you, and, and then you're able to write down what, what it's speaking to you, that observation. How does this apply to me? How does that... How am I going to work this prayer? What do I need to be praying? How do I need to be changing this? And I kid you not, every one of these men, and they're men. They're real men. I don't know of a, well, yeah, I do know of a few not so real men. But these are real men. And these are men that love God. These are men that, that have families. These are men that have been walking with God. And God is changing their lives. God is unifying our group together. And we're growing together. Why? Because of soap. Because we're growing together. We're learning how to walk this out. And you know what it's doing? It's changing our lives so that we're just taking a simple method, a practical method, we're applying it to our lives, and it's bringing so much growth in our lives. It's setting us up for a win on down the future in our lives. So soap is just a method. Say soap is just a method. 
Now, you may, have, you may have a method. You may have a daily devotion. Anybody in here do a daily devotion? Okay. I'll be honest with you, I hated daily devotions. I ain't going to lie. Ask my wife. She can tell you. She bugged me. Uh, she helped try, encouraged me for years <laughs> to do daily devotions. I wouldn't do it. I couldn't stand them. They drove me crazy. I thought they were religious. I thought all these different things and found out that I was the one that was religious. She tried so much to get me to do devotions with I wouldn't do it. We do this soap stuff together now. We read it together. Or we don't read it together. She reads it. I read it. We'll talk about it. We'll discuss it. We'll work some things out together. We'll ask them each other some questions. Sometimes we walk away with that calf at the new gate look because neither one of us know what's, going, what's being said there. But what is this doing? It's building relationship between her and I. It's building relationship even in this life group between me and these men. It's building relationship between us and God. This soap method has helped me so much. It's helped me grow so much. But it, back to the devotion. If you do a daily devotion, this is why I dislike daily devotions. They didn't take me nowhere. They didn't give me nothing. They gave me the Word and that was it. There was no... What's this scripture saying to you? There was no place for that to say. It just didn't bring it up. Maybe you're, some of you are sharper than I am. You were able to do that. I couldn't do that. I couldn't look outside the box of it. This helps me to look outside that box. If you do a daily devotion and you're reading it, you're closing it, and you're going on about your day, try the soap method with your daily devotion. Whatever scripture is being read that day, you write that scripture out. You ask yourself, okay, what do I see in this? What's being said in this? Whatever that daily devotion is, what's being said in that? You don't have to do it my way. My way's the best. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just teasing. You don't have to do it my way or my journal or, or that reading. Whatever you do, take that scripture, take one scripture, write it down, be honest, this is what I see in this, be honest, this is how I need to apply that to my life, and then write yourself a prayer. I challenge you to do it for seven days. Seven days, that's not very long. But I challenge you to do it for seven days. Be very open. Very open to the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Ask the Lord before you read. Very simple. Lord, just speak to me through what I'm about to read. We make it so difficult. I made it so difficult for so many years. But make it simple. Lord, just speak to me today through this scripture reading. And be ready for Him to speak. Because He will. Because you've asked Him. So it's a method. It's just a method. But this method drives me to a closer relationship with Jesus. This method has unfolded so much in my life. I'm reading Old Testament. I'm reading New Testament. But it's unfolded so much. It's drawn me closer to God. It's, it's making me be more hungry. I don't know if that's a proper word. It's making me more hungry for God. It's making me more hungry for His presence. I hear Him speaking to me more clear now than I've ever heard Him speak to me. I mean, I've been, again, I've been serving God since 1988. I've led many people to the Lord. I've laid hands on people, seen them healed. I've, I've, yeah, okay? All these things have went on. But within the last year, so much has been more unfolded to me according to the Word of God just because of taking this simple method. Just because I've just said, God, I want to grow in You. God, I want to know You. I want to experience You. It's just a method, but what it's doing is it's drawing me closer to God. Psalm 119, 105 says, Your Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. That's what I'm seeing. I've quoted that scripture. I've enjoyed that scripture. That scripture has frustrated me. 
I've wanted to mark it out of my Bible, not with a highlighter, but mark it out of my Bible because I didn't see it evident in my life. I'm seeing it evident in my life. I'm seeing it evident because I'm, pra- I'm just putting a practical thing into effect. Spiritual development and spiritual growth draws us closer to Jesus, and it should be a daily thing. If my wife and I only talked to each other one time every six months, we wouldn't have a very intimate relationship. We wouldn't, we, we wouldn't have any relationship at all. It's a daily relationship. Now, there's some mornings later in the morning when I'm a little bit talkative to her because, I, I, again, I don't wake up the happiest person on the world. She does. But we do speak to each other. And I do find out if we would just simply talk to God daily, And just say, God, what can I learn today from what I'm reading? How do I apply this soap method to my life? It's going to draw us closer to Jesus. It's all the the attitude of the heart. Psalm 119.11 says, Your word have I hid in my heart so that I won't sin against it. Your word have I hid in my heart so that I won't sin against it. That's part of this soap method with me, is I'm getting God's word in my heart more and more and more. And I'm being more... I have a better understanding of what pleases God and what displeases God. Some things I say, some things I do, some things I think about, they don't please God. Oh. Okay, yeah, you do have moments like that. You finally got the, oh. Every one of us do. But I'm hiding that word in my heart because I want to please God. So I just really want to encourage you tonight more than anything. We talk about hashtag left out. Don't leave out daily devotion with God. Don't leave out daily daily journaling with God. Now let me help you a little bit with a journaling thought. It doesn't have to be a lot. It went away. The soap. It's very simple. Daily journaling. Just daily. What's God saying to you? What's He pouring into your life? It's a very simple thing. But I think it'll, it will change your life if you'll go into it with an open heart. I think it'll change your life. You won't, don't, again, don't leave out how God wants to speak to you today. God wants to speak to us every day. And you say, well, He's not speaking to me. Are you making yourself available for Him to speak? Uh-oh. You got the keys to the car? You go start the car? We're in separate vehicles. That's not any better. But you make yourself open and available to it. That's what I've seen happen within this soap method. Again, it's very practical, but I've made myself open to where God will speak to me. God will lead me. God will direct me. God will help me. So I say these things to encourage you. If you're needing some direction with a daily devotion, you need some thoughts of, well, how do I do that? Help me out to walk these things out. Let me encourage you in that. Okay, let me encourage you in that one-on-one. Let, us, let me encourage you in that. If I can't, I'll send you to somebody that can. I'll help you out with through that. If you have trouble with your journaling, you don't understand the, the thought of that soap and writing all that stuff out, let me talk with you about that. Come see me. Come talk to me. Give me just a few more minutes just to talk that out. Tell me what you're, what you're struggling with. We have some of those journals. Are they available or no? We do have some of the life journals. If you're needing a, a reading plan, one that's very good, that's gonna, you're going to read all the way through the Old Testament. In one year, you'll read through the whole Old Testament. One time, you'll read through the New Testament two times through this, this classic reading or through this daily reading, this daily uh, life journal. 
So if you're desiring some of those, come see myself or Pastor Zach. We'll get you hooked up with something like that. Okay? Again, this is just something very practical that we wanted to unfold to you about this hashtag left out. Don't leave out a daily time with Jesus. Don't leave out a daily devotion with Him. Even if you don't like to read, find a device that will read to you. Find somebody that will read to you. Husbands, if you don't like to read, let your wife read to you. Well, you don't know my wife. You're right, I probably don't know her as well as you do, thank God. But allow her to read to you. You're going to build some relationship together. Amen? Let's stand. I'm done.